right, and happy December, High Defamation Podcast listeners. I don't know why I started that sentence with the word and. <laughs> so I've been going over this in my head so much that uh, it's like I'm conversing with myself. Um, yeah, it's December. It's the end of the year. Currently uh, December 15th today, which means we just had a Friday the 13th. Pretty awesome. I didn't actually do anything spooky. We didn't watch any Friday the 13th movies. No, no. Instead, we watched Six Underground. That new Ryan Reynolds joint on Netflix. Yeah. <laughs> That's how we roll. In the high defamation house. Anyway, um, that said, we are approaching the one-year anniversary of the High Defamation Podcast. My first episode was the first week of January 2019. Wow. Uh, yeah, I kind of uh, stumbled there a couple times with some long gaps between episodes. Primarily one, and it was a gap of nearly five months. But uh, I got back on track. And that is the plan, is to stay on track. Um, all the roads are paved with the best intentions, as they say. So, what do we have for you today? Well, let's see. Last episode, let's do a recap. We talked about some fucking death metal that uh, I hope a lot of you at least investigated beyond what I played here. Um, and if not, go back, check out the episode, scope the tracks, find something you love. And if you don't find anything you love in that episode, go to the episode before that. That was a playlist for Halloween or go to the episode before that, where I talk about fucking nineties Pacific Northwest punk eighties, nineties Pacific Northwest punk. The shit that got me going, the shit that got me started listening to music, loving music, loving fucking subversive weirdo outsider music anyway you might remember about four episodes back where i talked about platters that matter 2019 yeah we discussed four records uh that at that point i felt like needed to be discussed that it dropped in 2019 and i didn't hear a lot of people talking about so I said in that episode that I had a lot of fun doing it and wanted to do another one before the end of the year. This is that episode. Um, so I'm not going to draw things out here in the beginning with talk of what I've been listening to and what I've been obsessed with because honestly, as of late, I've just been getting caught up with the year. Um, I spent a majority of 2019 just filling gaps and holes in the collection um, and not really keeping up with the new shit. So I've been cramming, uh, <laughs> cramming as much listening of albums dropped in 2019 as I possibly can into the last few weeks. Um, and there is some old shit in there too that I've been obsessing on. Um, but you know what? We're just going to dump, dump, we're just going to dump right into it. We're going to jump right into the podcast itself. And we're going to talk about some of my favorite shit that came out in 2019 that I haven't already talked about. 
Let's get started. All right, now, the first thing we're going to jump right into, how many times during the course of this episode am I going to say, let's jump right into it? i got to think of a better transitioning statement. We're going to delve right into the first album on my list. Uh, and here's something to keep in mind that I think a lot of people lose perspective of. Uh, I like to do these lists quite a bit. Um and have been doing them for years in some facet or another, whether it's on the High Defamation blog, just putting that shit up on Facebook for anyone to see, uh, doing a recap on Instagram, or end-of-year lists on YouTube. Um, at any rate, one of the things that I think gets missed by <laughs> a lot of people is that the shit is subjective, okay? This is my opinion doesn't have to be your opinion but I want to share it because this, these are these are albums that I've loved throughout the year and they're probably I don't you know not to say that my list is more obscure than your list um, but li uh, <laughs> lists as such should be different from person to person and I feel like I'm gonna touch on some stuff that you're not gonna hear talked about as often um, or read being uh, mentioned uh, as often if you're going through the gamut of 2019 year enders. Anyway, now with that disclaimer put up there, we're going to talk about Mirrors, Pyramid of Terror. Um, this was released by Bad Omen Records. Uh, honestly, I don't know what time of the year it came out. Um, I caught, well, Okay, I never caught wind of it. I was at my local um, brick and mortar, um, one of one of several that <laughs> I probably spend too much time in, flipping through the record selection and uh, came into the M's and uh, the artwork for this one just really fucking caught my eye. Um, I had no idea it was a 2019 release until uh, I, I pulled it out and, and started taking a look at it. And uh, I'd never heard Mirror before. Now, they had a previous album that came out in 2015. It was a self-titled release by Metal Blade Records. Um, still haven't heard that album, but uh, I do intend to go back and check it out based off of how fucking good Pyramid of Terror is. Um, Mirror is a multinational band. So we've got uh, people that bounce around between uh, the U.S., the U.K., and Greece. Um, the band itself was uh, founded by Tazos Danazaglau. I don't know if I just said that properly or improperly. It's a it's a tough last name to, to, to wrap your head around when you're looking at it on paper. Um, he's a ex-one-time member of Electric Wizard. He's also in the supergroup Diavolos as well as Satan's Wrath. And as far as what you're going to find on Pyramid of Terror, well, I'll just say anyone expecting something that sounds like Electric Wizard or really any of those other bands is going to be hugely bummed out. Um, 
if it resembles anything that uh, Taz has worked on previously, it's probably Satan's Wrath. Uh, and <laughs> that's just a very, very thin connecting fiber. Um, the music on Pyramid of Terror is huge. It's hooky. It's dirty, traditional, heavy metal. Um, now, when people say that, you probably start thinking of bands like Eternal Champion or Spirit Adrift or Haunt or fucking Visigoth. Um, it's not in that vein. That, that, that stuff's a lot more, I want to say, epic than what you're going to find on Pyramid of Terror. Um, I've already talked about how I feel about comparing albums to other albums, but it's really one of the best things to do when you want to get your point across pretty quick and um, give somebody who may have no idea at least something of an idea. Um, so what you're going to get here is material that harkens back to Taken by Force, Stained Class, Rainbow Rising, um, that realm of traditional heavy metal. Um, it's just really excellent. It's, it's, it's like I said, super hooky, um, super dirty, raw, emotive, fucking heavy metal. And we're going to listen to Running from the Law.
yeah. Fucking love it. Check it out. One of the best albums of the year for sure. And we're going to go right into another one. In fact, this is going to be a pretty daunting list. Um, because after I give you some samples, I'm just going to talk about other fucking records that I dug uh, in 2019. So, next on the docket, we have got the newest King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard infest the rat's nest uh this is their second full-length release for 2019 which is apparently a low productivity period for the band um they have a daunting back catalog especially for the amount of years that they've been active um this was did i already say released by flightless records uh and if you don't know anything about king gizzard and the lizard wizard that's a fun fucking name to say. Kind of goofy, but uh, I, 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 I dig it. <laughs> uh, they're an Australian band. Uh, and if I'm totally honest, uh, I'm really not super familiar with their with a lot of their previous body of work, given how daunting it really is to get into. Um, not only that, but none of the albums sound alike, meaning... They're exploring different sonic territory on every record that they release. Um, so you've got stuff that harkens back to like 13th Floor Elevators, and then you've got stuff that harkens back to like Hawkwind, um, so on and so forth. Uh, it's, it's an interesting project. Um, could probably use some editing when it comes to uh, a lot of their ideas being a bit loftier than I think they're able to handle. Uh, is that a controversial opinion? I, I don't know. Um, I'm going to have to go in a little bit more in depth to their back catalog. Um, but as far as this record goes, it fucking is incredible. Um, it's been compared a lot by a lot of publications out there anybody that's talked about it uh this year to early thrash metal um which i you hear you can hear a little bit of that in here but it, it still sounds like um at at its heart king gizzard and the lizard wizard um and less than thrash it's more akin to just fucking heavy metal so it's, it's less Slayer Metallica and more Motorhead Hawkwind or the Fast Sabbath tracks or fucking even some Buffalo. Um, and all that's heavy metal, for sure, uh, but not in that thrash vein where you'll hear like people say, oh, this reminds me of uh, Show No Mercy. Where does it sound like that? It, it doesn't. And it's, it's fine for that. It's great. In fact, I think it's better off for that. Um, it's funny. There is a comic series, uh, out there. It's released by, uh, Black Mask Comics called Space Riders. And it's illustrated by a fantastic artist named Alexis Zurit. And if you've read it, um, you'll know what I'm talking about. If you haven't, you'll have no, <laughs> you'll have no idea. Um, but that is what this album reminds me of. It would be a perfect soundtrack for, um, both of the pre-existing volumes of Space Riders. I actually just started a third volume. The first issue's out and it's fucking awesome. 
Um, and that is what I hear. This album is what I hear when I'm reading um, this book. Uh, it's fantastic. Um, it's a concept record. Uh, it has to do with humanity ruining Earth and having to find a home on another planet. Um, it's about uh, class war uh, that ensues due to the panic of having to find uh, a new planet. Um, and it has to do with insanity. Um, and it's just a great fucking record. We're going to listen to one of my favorite tracks on it, Perihelion. Check it out. <laughs> Please! 
just fucking fantastic. Um, I urge again, check out the album. Uh, it's 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 great. Has to be listened to as a whole in one sitting. It's just it's the best way to do it, and you'll thank me for it. It's great. The next album we're gonna talk about that I liked in 2019. Purification, Destruction of the Wicked. And this is a band that came to my attention kind of late in the second half of the year uh, from Portland, Oregon, my geographical neighbors in the Pacific Northwest, um, released by Metal Strom Recordings. This band is awesome. They're a fucking traditional doom band. A little epic at times. Uh... And in the morass of doom that sounds a lot the same, um, purification doesn't. Um, I mean, they've got the typical St. Vitus hails, of course, and you'll definitely hear elements of uh, a lot of that Finnish doom uh, a la Reverend Bazaar or Lord Vicar, who I've talked about on here previously. Um, All good points of reference. And where Purification kind of sets themselves apart from it is that um, there's no guitar. It's bass-driven. So think that sound achieved by um, fucking Necromantia, uh, the early albums. um, That type of just driving bass riffage. It's fucking sick. Um, he does a lot of stuff with the bass guitar that kind of belies the fact that it is a bass guitar. Um, so he definitely has an understanding of what that instrument's capable of and how to make it sound elevated. It's fucking awesome. Um, the battery, uh, drumming is phenomenal. It's heavy as shit. Um, one of the things that I think might throw off listeners is the vocals, uh, but they fit so well with the music, um, the style. It's, it's, it's sung, um, and you can tell that uh, he's not a singer, um, but I think it sounds better for that, in, in my opinion. Um, it's just blasphemous, anti-religious lyricism. Um, it's snide. It's sneery. Um, there's a soulfulness to the vocals that um, you don't hear in uh, a lot of the doom that's coming out, especially if you're going towards more like death doom or funeral doom. Um, this is not that at all. Um, it's heavy as fucking elephant balls. Super melancholic. It's it's great. I can't recommend this project enough. Uh, definitely one of my favorite doom records of the year. Um, and, you know, I, obviously I liked it enough to throw it on this list. So right now I am going to blast you with Towers of Britannia uh, off of the Destruction of the Wicked album. <laughs>
I fucking love that track. It's so good. The whole album's fantastic. Uh, definitely one of the high points, though. So, without any further ado, moving on to what could be, if I were to pick one, my album of the year. Uh, and I don't say that lightly. I'm actually talking about the new one from Wolf Brigade, The Enemy Reality, released by Southern Lord. Um, just fucking so good. Now, if for some really odd reason you're not familiar with Wolf Brigade, uh, they are a Swedish hardcore band. In plain terms, um, if you don't want to pigeonhole them in the D-beat uh, realm, and why would you? They haven't really been very D-beat uh, <laughs> over the course of the last decade or so. Um, but that's where they started, uh, as Wolfpack, in fact, who, who's Lycanthropunk is, is probably one of my favorite punk albums of all time, if not top three, um, easily. Um, as far as the enemy reality goes, it is a maturation. Um, they did release a record back in 2016 and the name escapes me currently of that record. Um, it was great, but it wasn't great at this level. Um, one of the things that's so f refreshing about this record is that it kind of eschews, eschews, it. <laughs> it avoids the trappings of a lot of their previous records. Um, by which I mean, they kind of started exploring a melodicism and an atmosphere um, that was comparable to some of the latter tragedy material, uh, which isn't to talk badly about tragedy. Uh, I'm into it. Um, but this is its own thing. You, you listen to this record, of course, you're going to hear echoes of uh, Discharge, obviously. Um, but you're also going to get blatant nods to bands like English Dogs, Broken Bones, The Exploited, Venom, Motorhead. You're going to get subtle nods uh, of new wave of British heavy metal. Um, and that's not to mention the swirling vibe of Swedish death metal a la clandestine uh, like an ever-flowing stream um, or dare I even compare it somewhat to massive killing capacity and its use of melody um, which you know not a sound copped as often as you'd think but uh, listeners who dig Dead Hunt's 2018 self-titled record or War Victims a uh, record from 2017 will probably fucking love this LP. It's awesome. It really shows what Wolf Brigade are capable of as a band and how they are able to incorporate all these sounds into their brand of hardcore and just make it fucking killer. We're going to listen to Hammer to the Skull. <laughs>
another record that i just dug the shit out of this year uh golden pelicans grinding for gruel released by 12xu uh, golden pelicans are a south florida band uh us of a and it's fucking just straight up punk rock uh it's awesome there's not really a lot more that i can say about it as far as the scripter goes i'll try um, it kind of escapes traditional hardcore trappings. Um, I mean, you might hear elements of, say, early Fucked Up. Um, but really, the only modern band that I can think of that sounds remotely similar would be Chicago's Tarantula. That's kind of a reach in itself. Um, the music on Grinding for Gruel honestly has more in common with the scuzzy, dirty, low-fidelity hesh of Jeff Dahl or anti-scene echoes of Johnny Thunders um, and <laughs> this is, you make you laugh but I can't help but hear a sound similar to the first LA Guns record from 1988 um, a, a record that I actually like quite a bit um, beyond that uh, you know form your own opinions this album smokes front to back it's just an unrelenting punk rock uh caterwall it's it's fantastic i can't recommend it highly enough we're going to listen to the title track right now grinding for gruel by the golden pelicans (laughs) 
Switching it up just a little bit to something completely different, I want to talk to you about a band that popped into my peripheral probably around June-ish, maybe a little after that, uh, July, August. Uh, This is Fulci from Italy with Tropical Sun, released by Time to Kill Records. Uh, This is a follow-up to an album that they released back in 2015, Opening the Hellgates. Uh, released by Despise the Sun and Caserta Beatdown Clan. Now, if you were to listen to that album, and, and I checked that one out as well, uh, it's down. It, what? It sounds, <laughs> excuse me, like a pretty standard fucking slam record. Just brutal death metal, kind of by the numbers. Um, it had some atmosphere that, that I liked, and, you know, I don't want you to take my seeming dismissal of opening the hell gates as, as uh, meaning that it, it's bad. Um, I can see there being something there for someone, um, but that person is not necessarily me. Tropical Sun, however, um, is, I don't want to say more of the same. It's not, it's, it, it kind of stands on its own. Um, it is a pretty fucking epic slab of yeah, brutal death metal with some slam in it. Um, it's based entirely around Lucio Fulci's zombie, uh, so there is that running theme throughout the extent of the album. Um, and in kind of tying that together, they've incorporated a lot of elements outside of metal. Um, so you're going to hear a lot of uh, instrumental shit uh, that harkens back to. Fabio Frizzi's uh, amazing soundtrack for Zombie. Um, you're going to hear freaking snippets from the movie itself and all of the tracks relate to the film in some way. Um, it's, it's also tied together beautifully by the cover art 
Um, one of my favorite album covers of the year for sure. Uh, it is a phenomenal record, completely brutal, heavy as, heavy as hell. Um, just unrepentantly bludgeoning death metal. Uh, it's, it's, it's fantastic. It's, it's a bit rawer than the rawer. Is that a word? Am I using that improperly? Did I just put that into modern, the modern colloquial? Um, it's more raw than the debut in my opinion, which it benefits from. Um, it's just savage Neanderthal caveman, brutal death metal. It has some complexity to it. Um, that's really nice to hear throughout the runtime. And like I said, it's got a shocking amount of melody that, uh, it's just it's just a great record uh decide that for yourself uh check out this track eye full of maggots <laughs> it fucking rules good just ah, it just hits me speaking of guttural let's move on to the next record by fluids talking about exploitative practices released by maggot stomp and Sevard records uh, fluids come from phoenix arizona in the usa um <laughs> this record jesus christ I was a bit late to the maggot stomp wagon. 
and some of their projects are still a little hit or miss for me. Um, this, however, uh, I would say this album and the Encoffinized that they released this year are kind of the standouts on the label as well as the Sanguisugabog, which uh, <clears throat> good luck finding a physical copy of that shit sold out real quick and as far as I know is totally inaccessible unless you just want to buy the digital streaming medium on Bandcamp, which is cool, but I like to have that physical that physical copy in my hands, whether it's a tape or a CD or preferably an LP. Um, but it, at any rate, I'm not talking about Encoffinized or Sanguisugabog. I'm talking about Fluids. This is their first full-length album, uh, which followed up an EP and a demo, as well as a single, which are all now compiled on one tape and put out by Syrup Head Recordings. Uh, as far as the fluids sound goes, guttural as fuck. Um, There's primitive death metal. It's got a member of Lago in uh, there, um, a band that I'm not super familiar with. Uh, you've got a guest spot from fucking Matty Way. Uh, if you don't know Matty Way, ex Discord US, um, he does guest spots on the first and second tracks. Uh, as far as trying to describe their sound beyond that, it's it's like the aural equivalent of browsing Rotten.com. If that's a website you're familiar with, uh, you'll know where I'm coming from with that description. Just fucking crushing instrumentation. The vocals are inhumanly low. Um, a lot of people say it's reminiscent of Mortician. I'm too lazy to say different. It's, it's true. You're going to hear that mortician vibe, not just vocally, but uh, the bass uh, intonation as well uh, really harkens back to that sound. Um, and it uh, all works for the benefit of this record. It is an absolutely devastating LP. Um, one of the things that sets it apart, which has been talked about a lot in terms of this album, is that their sample usage does not come from movies. Um, all that stuff is cut from 911 calls uh, or clips uh, that come from fucking gore videos that I don't really want or have the stomach to look up. Um, all real life shit, which makes it even that much more oppressive. Um, it's, it's fucking, it's, it's crazy. Um, it's probably, I don't know, I don't want to say it. I'm uncomfortable listening to it because that's not the case. Um, it's a fantastic record front to back, but you definitely have to have the stomach for a lot of the material. Um, every song is just a one word title that perfectly describes uh, the track itself. Uh, what we're going to listen to now is the second cut shot and it's a fucking doozy. Hey, young man, listen to my instructions and do not make a mistake. You are to keep your legs crossed. Do you understand me? You are to put both of your hands, palms down, straight out in front of you. Push yourself up to a kneeling position. I said, keep your legs crossed! I didn't say that the conversation. Keep put your hands in the air! Hands up in the air! You do that again, we're shooting you. Do you understand? You do not shoot me. Then listen to my instructions. Hey, I'm trying to just do what you Don't talk! Hands straight up in 
song just it, it, honestly it gives me the chills um whether it's the lead-in from that sample just fucking devastating um the way that it's topical at the same time uh that unease of uh interaction with law enforcement and their brazenness to use fucking lethal force uh is perfectly exemplified by the track that follows that 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 sample jesus crushing moving on gonna talk to you about an album that i have been listening to a lot uh and that is the insidious poisons by lurid panacea released by p2 and goat we're getting towards the tail end people uh goat grind records uh, Lurid Panacea is a two-man project uh, hailing from the U.S. and Australia. Uh, members consist of Adrian Capaletti from Australia's Incinerated and Isaac Horn, who uh, is the founder for Blast Addict here in the States and is a member of Detroit and Sulfuric Cautery. Detroit, fantastic power violence grind, just excellent excellent stuff he's uh on the drums for this album everything else done by adrian as far as the sound on the insidious poisons uh it is some fucking insane death grind um this album is intense as shit you've got 47 tracks in 24 minutes give or take um it's their first lp after two demos uh musically frenetic and syncopated uh but it's totally off the rails without towing that line of weirdo grind which we're going to get into with the next record um it is brutal uncompromising relentless assault of your ears it grabs you at the very start and does not let go until the end of the record um it is a breathless fucking album and a mandatory listen if you have any stomach for grindcore death grind um it's a completely uh assaultive is assaultive a word um it is an assault on your aural senses uh it uh it rules it's totally brutal and totally awesome we're gonna listen to the title track the insidious poisons
Okay, we've got one more album I'm going to go into detail on before I just kind of go through a list of more shit for you to check out that maybe you missed. Um, and this next album is a split. We're really only going to go in depth on one side of this split, though both are fantastic. Um, and I'm talking about the new Sudoku split with Parliamentarist Sodomy. Um, this is their report from the 10th Dimension uh, on the Sudoku side. And the uh, B-side, Parliamentarist Sodomy, is, consists of their uh, demo from 2018. Um, the Sudoku materials 2019, though, released by Self-Made God. Um, both bands uh, on this are from Trondheim, Norway. In fact, they're both uh, made up of the same person. Uh, Steinar Kittelsen, a.k.a. Captain Roger, as he's known in the underground circle. Um, he also plays in the band Brutal Blues, uh, BSR. Just great stuff. He's super prolific. Uh, he's got a lot of material under his name. Um, for my money, Sudoku is the high point of all of his projects. They are without peer and when i saw that this uh was released uh, i had to get on it because they're a band that i kind of obsess over um if you go back and look through the blog you'll see my review um uh, for one of their previous records um second lp if i'm not mistaken um as far as the music that you're going to get when you uh, sit down to listen to this album on the sudoku side it's complete outsider grind um, it's just weirdo grindcore, um, which I referenced in the, the when I was talking about the previous record. Um, this is <laughs> such a strange marriage of sounds on on Sudoku's uh, um, sound on their side uh, here. Uh, it's more of the same. If you're familiar with Sudoku, you you'll know what to expect. Um, it's 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 just. Uh, I don't know. The, the best way for me to describe it is that it is grindcore that is more informed by prog, krautrock, uh, than it is anything metal or punk at this point. Um, you'll hear uh, elements of surf music on here. Um, if you want to pull in big names to compare Sudoku from, uh, imagine Amon Duel 2 uh, or Magma if they were grindcore, Mr. Bungle. Uh, Necronomicon, the prog hard rock band from the 70s. Um, as far as actual grind itself goes, you know, since we want to throw in comparisons uh, there, you know, Siege, Unseen Terror, Discordance Axis, Gridlink, um, that type of grind uh, with that layer of, of proggy weirdness uh, on top of it. Um, you could also talk about some of those Bill Laswell projects, uh, Praxis uh, being one, or fucking um, Painkiller being another. Uh, all of those you'll hear referenced in this material, and of course you'll hear that weird surf sound. Um, and it works. It's, it's uh, very abstract, uh, very angular, grindcore that uh it you know, doesn't want to um really have any of those rules in place behind the wall of sound that they create um 
it's unlike any other band that you're going to hear under the grindcore umbrella. Um, now, as far as the parliamentarist sodomy side, well, it's technically a 2018 release, which is one of the reasons why we're not really going to spend a lot of time on it. It's a lot more conventional than Sudoku. It's still a mindfuck, um, straddling that line between power violence and grind. Um, and, you know, those jangly guitars that if you're in tune with this with this branch of grindcore, you'll, you'll know about. Um, now... The track I'm going to play for you is it's one of my favorite cuts on the Sudoku side, uh, Slaughter in 10D. And here we go. my list now there are some honorable mentions other mentions that i i couldn't end this episode without throwing down it's kind of a lengthy list um surprisingly considering how little 2019 music i thought i listened to this year um yeah there's a lot here so bear with me if you want to go deeper than just these albums we've heard samples from check out Head Splitters with their self-titled album on Desolate Records. Also check out Takafumi Matsubara, Strange, Beautiful, and Fast, released by Self-Made God. Rocky in the Sweden, City Baby Attacked by Buds on Break the Records. Also check out Cerebral Rot's new one, Odious Descent into Decay, released by 20 Bucks Spin. I uh, also want to mention World Wide Web by Lotion on Toxic State Records, Carnal Tombs' Abhorrent Veneration by Testimony Records, 
Orod Ruins, Ruins of Eternity on Cruz del Sur, their first album in like fucking 16 years or something like that. Excellent. In that same vein, Magic Circle's Departed Souls, released by 20 Bucks Spin. Fucking fantastic. Languid, Submission is the Only Freedom on Detact and Raw Punk Records, as well as Brain Solvent Propaganda. Uh, also check out the Cardinal's Folly, Lucifer's Fall split LP released by Cruz del Sur. Also got to mention, I'd be I'd be remiss not to mention the Morning in America EP from Mud Honey on Sub Pop Records. Fantastic material, some of their best. Blood Incantations, Hidden History of the Human Race on Dark Descent. Frenzy's 2019 self-titled on Distort Reality. Scum Rippers, All Veins Blazing, Hell's Headbangers, Excellent Death Grind, Vein of Repulsion, Sick, Sick, Sick Stuff. Death Ridge Boys, Don't Let Them Divide Us on Blackwater Records. Excellent Oi. In the Oi vein, we've also got The Reapers with Rip It Up by Pirates Press. Um, check out The Tits 2019 album on TT Records. It's also available on their Greatest Punk Tits compilation. Um, check out Crypt Sermons Ruins of Fading Light by Dark Descent. Excellent excellent doom record i've talked about that a little bit previously check it out skull smashers rocket hammer brain surgery released by self-made god uh also peep fuck where 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 am i here on this list <laughs> jesus christ protocols blood sport dynastic yellow star label uh ectoplasma's wide-eyed trance by caligari records is essential um, exhumed with their new one, Horror. Excellent. Relapse Records. Mystifiers. Protagoni Mavri Magici Dynastia. Hopefully I said that right. It's a mouthful. Season of Mist. Uh, some of the best black metal released this year, in my opinion. Actually, probably my favorite black metal release of the year. Uh, also, Concrete Elite, The Survival. Rebellion Records, Longshot Music, LSM Records, uh, Combined Effort. And uh, I'd also be remiss not to mention the Cutthroat Brothers self-titled on Lone Star Records. That's uh, Donnie Paycheck from Zeke uh, with uh, another guy who I have not been able to figure out what other projects he's been involved in. On top of that, we've already discussed this year Guitar Wolf's Love and Jet, Lord Weird Slow Phase, New Organon, Sekisu's Satyromania, and Protectors Summon the Hordes. Essential 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 all this stuff peep it support it do your part <sighs> fucking great anyway that said uh i'm looking forward to what 2020 is going to bring to the table for the high defamation podcast and i'm looking forward to continued engagement with all of you fine listeners thank you for all the support throughout the year uh, it's meant a lot, and I'm going to keep doing this. I hope you keep listening. Happy New Year, folks. <laughs>